love me, yeah, they love me. First, love yourself. And God, we trust. Trust me, I don't trust myself. Your jewelry, I get it took. No show. Welcome back to It Is What It Is. This episode is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. The app is an easy way to make some cash just by making picks on your favorite players. Underdog is available in more than 30 states, including California, Florida, Texas, and New York, just to name a few. Make sure to support the show by hitting the link in the bio and downloading the Underdog Fantasy app. They will also match your first deposit up to $100 and you get a special pick when you sign up. I'm Treasure Wilson, aka Stat Baby, along with your hosts, Mace and Cam. <laughs> Killer was good, good boy. Hey, shit, what's the deal, man? I see you holding it down, man. <laughs> yeah, man. You you out there, yeah. you out there in Juicy Fest. I'm going to have to dock you. Yeah, man, listen, man. Listen, I got a hundred percent, a hundred percent I'll be back tomorrow, but I still got 26 more Zoom days, man, <laughs> to catch up. Got, got, I'm, spread, I'm spreading mine out, pause. I'm spreading my days out, though. All man. right. Word. Okay. What's good, man? How you doing today? Nah, I'm doing good, man. Doing really good. Okay. Dope. All okay. Right, That's what's up. Y'all, breaking news. What's the news? <laughs> ben Simmons was out on Wednesday for the Nets versus Suns game due to a knee injury. The Nets lost 136 to 120. How do you feel about Ben Simmons being out again? Want me to go? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Ben. <laughs> oh my goodness! Nah, I be trying to. Yeah, you be, be trying, trying to, to chill. Yeah, yeah, but I, niggas got a job to do, <laughs> and it's fucking ridiculous, bro. You know, at the end of the day, look, Ben Simmons. I didn't even realize till uh, I see he was out. I started doing uh, looking at the stats from the other day. The man had 11 points, 10 assists, 8 rebounds, and 18 minutes. It was less than two quarters. He almost had a triple-double. And he played 18 minutes to get them stats. Imagine if he gave the Nets 36 to 40 minutes a night. The difference he could make for that team. But do Ben give a fuck? Nah, he don't give a fuck. Ben talking about, I got a contusion on the knee. What exactly is that? <laughs> What exactly is a contusion on your knee? Because you walked off, you seemed fine to me when I watched the replay and everything else. You, you had a little stumble, but is that stopping? You ain't played in three months, man. What the fuck, B? Like, yo, I, I mean, I'm at a loss for words. We just had this conversation yesterday with Mark Jackson about not proving if players are hurt or not hurt. I think this should be a lengthy investigation on that service. I have no idea what's going on. I talk to people on the inside that know a little bit more than I do uh, about his situation, uh, what's going on with the franchise, uh, so on and so forth. I'm not going to put anybody's name out there. But when I ask these people that's close to this Ben, situ- uh, pardon me, ben Simmons situation, they look at me just like this. Man, killer, take me all fucking weekend to tell you what the fuck really going on. Nigga, I like said, when I come to Vegas, we'll talk about it. Like, they are that fucked up to where they don't even have time to explain what's really going on. You know, um, when we was resolving our matter the other day, I had no idea that Ben wasn't represented by Rich Paul anymore because he was represented by Clutch Sports at one particular time. And I won't share any information that I got from Clutch Sports. But, you know, to make a long story short and put it nicely, is that they're there for athletes that want to play. And I'm not saying verbatim what anybody told me from over there, but they're like, yo, we're running a sports agency. If a nigga don't want to play the sport, what are we supposed to do? This is a sports agency. This isn't a get well center. This is a sports agency. And... um I said it was no dirt that they threw. I'm putting it how I want to put it in Cam's words. This is not how they said it to me. This is how I'm saying it to y'all. But at the end of the day, I just find it ridiculous that a knee contusion 
after scoring 10, 11 points, 10 assists, 8 rebounds, 18 minutes, you know your team needs you. The Nets are down bad. Your former three-time All-Star, your 6'10 point guard, could play three, four different positions, and you got a knee contusion to let your team down even further. I'm not going to go crazy on Ben Simmons because that's what they want. I'm a, if you want to go crazy, murder, I'm not going to knock you for doing it, but you're not going to raise my blood pressure, have me screaming and yelling and doing all this other shit. I'll save that for something else. You, yeah. you, already, done, you already done wasted my time when you did that to KD last season when he had no help and you left him on an island by himself. Yeah. Ben's, what it is, man. Ben Simmons, let me start. Put, put the camera on me. Ben Simmons. It's apparent that you don't like basketball. You you really just got into it. Maybe they trained you, told you how much money you could make all while you were a kid, and then you just got to the league and got the money and said, I actually don't like playing basketball, and that actually happens. Um, I wouldn't say that your your injury um, is really changing your heart. I think really deep down, you don't like basketball. You found out that you like Balenciaga maybe better. Maybe you like Balmain, you know what I'm saying? You you fell in love with the with the results of being a good athlete. And I don't I don't know what's going on, but I'm I'm severely concerned. I don't know if it's a habit. It's something going on that we don't know yet. And I guarantee you it has nothing to do with basketball. I've never seen, he's not a bus, but his behavior is very bus worthy. Like, you know how somebody get to the NBA and you thought they was going to be so great. And the little, the little flashbacks here and there lets you know what he could be. But in his mind, he's a bus. Uh, that, I'm going to go on record and say that. In his mind, he's a bus. I'm going to put title town on it. Prove me wrong. In his mind, he's a bus. You ever met somebody, they got all the talent in the world, but but their brain is fried rice? This is shrimp fried rice. This is shrimp fried rice in the hood. You just don't know what's going on in his brain. This is shrimp fried rice from the hood. You don't know everything that's in it. It could be shrimp, could be chicken, could be cat. There's, there's a lot going on in his brain, for real. Uh, and, and I don't really... I'm just... Humorous by by chance. I don't even try to be funny, but his brain is fried rice. That's what I would say. Two two NBA players um, that I know told me, and this wasn't this season, this was last season, and they wasn't together. It was two different people that I was talking to that's in the NBA. And they said that Ben Simmons just isn't an NBA player anymore. And, what is he? You know, what is he, Cam? You just, you, you just said everything that he is. He like Balenciaga, Ben. He, he ball main, Ben. He, he liked the generous. He liked the lifestyle. Yeah. You know, when I seen him at the, and when I seen him at the game the other day, uh, he had, his shoes had glitter on, them, like Michael Jackson socks. Yeah, you know, for a nigga so depressed, he really dressed really nice for a nigga <laughs> depressed. I'm just. Keeping it real, the nigga outfits be on point to be so depressed. When you, <laughs> normally, when you're depressed, you let yourself go. That's why I'm saying this is yeah, crazy. And, yeah, I mean, what happens is this because when I when I say that these NBA players told me this is because when you're in the NBA and you're a player that's of decent caliber in the NBA, that means a lot to people. It's like um, you wasn't on the show, Mace. I was the, um, one day you was missing, but when we was talking about Sebastian playing against Mark Jackson, mm-hmm. and Mark Jackson said, what 16-year-old kid is going to get off on the starting point guard of the New York Knicks? I'm an NBA player. That doesn't happen. You know, I've seen another interview. No, that does happen, asked, Cam. That does happen because LeBron was getting off Mark Jack- on, on niggas' paws. And when he was in Lucas' camp, and playing against NBA niggas, LeBron was getting off at sixteen on NBA. Well, players. I'm just telling, I'm just telling you, talk, tell that to Mark Jackson when he comes back next week. Okay, if you want to argue with him about it? You got an argument with him about it. He was referring to Sebastian Telford, so I'm not yeah. saying that it doesn't happen. I'm just going along with what Mark Jackson said. 
Um, LeBron's a rare situation as well. Kobe Bryant's rare situation. Mm-hmm. Kevin Garnett. Uh, it's, it's a handful of guys. But I was watching another interview and going back to the NBA player, it was, I can't remember all the, all the players that they were interviewing. It was Baron Davis and it was Lou Williams and a few other guys, but they were asking them, do you think that the AM1 players, when AM1 was hot, can compete with NBA players? And they was like, absolutely not. We are professional basketball players. Lou Williams said, do you realize what a professional basketball player means? It means we have to play basketball when we don't want to play basketball. And that's what kind of, when Lou Williams made that statement, and I talked to these other NBA players that made that statement, that's what a professional basketball or any professional athlete means. You have to play when you don't want to play. This is your job. It's a lot of times, lucky enough that I have a job or, you know, I don't even consider this a job. I got somewhere where I want to be because I have fun being here. Mm-hmm. And we bring another perspective because this is shit we would talk about on the block anyway. So I enjoy being there. But you know how many Americans across America, or not just across America, across the world, have to be somewhere where they don't want to be. And they're not making tens of millions of dollars doing it. Yeah. So I think that's what they meant when they were saying that he's no longer a professional basketball player. His mental is not being a professional basketball player. Yeah, and it's it's crazy because the way he's carrying himself is almost as if he doesn't plan to play after this contract. Because if I was an owner after this contract, there would be so many stipulations in his contract. There, he would he would have to show up every game to get paid. There's no way I would give him a long term deal. You know how they were talking before about Kyrie and Kyrie proved them wrong. Shout out to Kyrie. Shout out to the Mavs. Is there's no way I would do a deal with Ben Simmons moving forward. And this is just as a GM. And GMs need to take that into serious consideration. You think there were stipulations in in um Zion's contract? There would be, oh my goodness. It would have to be triple that for this contract. Concur. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's kind of crazy because I just, you know, like praise Ben Simmons. And like I say, I always give respect when it's due. Um, and I was saying, as long as he stays healthy, this could be really good for the Nets. And then it's like, boom, next game. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know how they're going to have any change, what's going to happen next for them, but I don't know. It's a problem and they're going to have to find a solution. Okay. Well, speaking of injuries, Joel Embiid is also hurt after playing in the Sixers versus Warriors game. Jonathan Kaminga fell on him, and now he has a knee injury, and he will miss tonight's game against the Jazz. So thoughts on Embiid now being hurt? My goodness. Well, he what's fake hurt. He what's fake hurt. Name? He fake hurt to, on Denver, so this is what happened. You ever heard of the boy that cry wolf? Like you keep yeah, acting absolutely. like something happened and then something really happened and now we don't know if something really did happen. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is what's going on. He allegedly faked hurt against Denver. So then he wanted to play against who was that, Portland? And then another team, and now he's hurt against I like I like Joel Embiid. So I don't this is not a Ben Simmons situation, but I think he's a boy cry wolf. He played around and said he was hurt. Now he got to really be hurt. Yeah, I mean, look. I'm not cutting niggas no slack, uh, man. Niggas is wasting our dollars because for real, we fly out to see these games. And then you you just imagine you fly out to a city, you go to see the game, and now niggas is acting like they're hurt. Then you got to get back on the jet and get back. You waste about 50 bands even going to the game. Why niggas trying to no, do you're 100% right. trying to do um low energy, whatever they call it. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> yeah, you know what's crazy is that uh niggas called me last night after they watched the episode from the barbershop in Washington <laughs> Heights. <laughs> and it's like, yo, fuck that cam, get them niggas. Niggas is soft, man. Fuck that. Don't let them off that <laughs> off the off the off the leash. 
<laughs> Tell murder he right niggas want their money back. <laughs> he called me with all yeah. that. Fuck these bitch ass niggas. They going crazy in the barbershop. <laughs> bitch ass niggas always talking about this hurt that hurt. Niggas when tell him makes he right. They want the, he want our money back. Yeah, niggas Look. spend all his money, get his girl all dolled up to go to a game. You finally got the money, you flexing, you bring her through. And this nigga ain't even playing. You was selling the whole thing on, yeah, tonight we're going to see Joel and B. We're going to see the Sixers. We're going to be front row. Ain't no Joel and B here. Did you get these tickets for cheaper because Joel ain't here? All that. We got to listen to that going home all night. Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. Stop playing with niggas' money. I think this this is a great scenario because what you said, Mace, I think this is a... You couldn't have said it any better. Look, if you was really hurt, you wouldn't have been playing against Golden State. You would have risked it against the Joker. You sat out against Portland to make it seem legit. Now, karma bit you in the ass, and now you really hurt. Uh, hopefully, you won't be hurt for that long because if you keep missing the amount of games, you won't be eligible for any awards at the end of the year. And um, I'm not going to sit here and say he's not always hurt because I mean not always the last three four years we've been getting a great Joel Embiid at the beginning of his uh, career with trust the process and all that uh, he was hurt a lot yeah um, it's been so long that people are forgetting that they're supposed to trust the process the <laughs> shit got played out <laughs> yeah <laughs> the process has been going on so long that it then got played out niggas not even trusting the process no more my nigga yo what the fuck are we doing you know um you got Jimmy Butler on the team you got James Harden on the team right now uh Maxie is elevated to all-star play um yeah. you're a dominant big man uh, don't get it fucked up. You got some competition over in the East Coast. You got them two niggas in Boston. You know, you got the Greek freak over there in, in Milwaukee with Damian Lillard and Chris Middleton at this point. But you had opportunities to seal the deal. And you was up in series to where you could have made it to the next round and you let it slip out your hands. I forget who Philly was up to uh, last season, 3-2. And they let it slip out their hands. You had opportunities. And when you're MVP, you're supposed to grasp the opportunity and take advantage of it. Greek Freak did it. LeBron James did it for 10 years straight on the East Coast. Are you willing to take the challenge? And uh, I just don't know if you are or not. Yeah, even people forget, not people forget, but Kawhi did it. Kawhi took the whole Mm. team pause and said, y'all coming with me to the championship. That's what I mean about you know, when a person have dog, a lot of times they use dog the wrong way. It's like, nah, nigga, if I'm out here and you give me the right pieces, pause, I could do everything else. I could get the rest done because it's a will. Break his will and and do what you need to do. That's what we're talking about. So I'm just going to add, I don't know what's going on with Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid for real, for real, but I mm-hmm. hope they have... A quick recovery fried so rice. we can see them back on the court. Shrimp fried rice. Because I'm trying to see them play. So. Pork fried rice. And the boy who cried wolf. What gives, what gives you any wolf. inkling, Stat? <laughs> what gives you any inkling? Okay, Joel Embiid, but okay, Stat. What, what, are you, what, what gives you any inkling that Ben Simmons is going to come back soon? There is nothing. I'm just an optimistic person, and I'm hoping so we can see this man play. Like Wait, wait. <laughs> Didn't Carrot, you, peas, and us, fried rice. <laughs> didn't you tell us that the nigga, the nigga had a pinch nerve or some shit you made up? For yeah, the nigga nerve, inf- nerve infringement, back yeah. nerve infringement. Yeah. And now he has a knee injury. I don't. That's what I say. I don't know what's going on because all these injuries, like now, it's like actually concerning because it's like, why do you keep getting hurt? Like, what barbecue is actually going fried on? Rice. So, you <laughs> barbecue fried rice. Yeah. When a nigga brain is scrambled, they just keep asking new stuff, add new stuff to it. You don't know what's in that fried rice. Second of all, why why are you concerned, Stat? You, you, you. I just want everybody to be healthy at the end of the day. 20 million. You got $20 million here to play a game. 
He'd be all right. <laughs> yeah, give some of the money back then. That would be crazy. Yeah, not doing that. I, I like Adam Silver. Adam Silver, pause. He's going in that direction. Eventually, he's going to start getting some of that money back. That's what he need to do. Well, speaking of getting money back, Anthony Edwards was fined $40,000 for taking shots at the refs. In a post-game interview, he said, I'm going to take the fine because the refs did not give us no calls tonight. We had to play through every bump, every grab. I don't know. I don't know how we won tonight. He was also caught by on-court cameras saying cheating ass refs after the final buzzer. So what do you guys think about Anthony Edwards' fine for expressing his thoughts? This has been going on for years as far as getting fined for talking about referees. Um, I'm not sure exactly how I feel about it because after some of these documentaries has been coming out with these referees admitting that they've been cheating, <laughs> admitting that they've been calling more or less fouls or calls that don't need to be called for their financial benefit, I don't mm. know. <laughs> so at the end of the day, sometimes they may be doing that. We have no way to know until their career is over and they feel like they got a guilty conscience and they want to admit shit. It's a referee. And I should have did the homework on this before we talked about this. That Chris Paul played against, play, I'm saying playing against, might as well be playing against him. The rough Chris Paul games, I think it's over like 50, 60, 70 games and Chris Paul won three games. Out the out whatever referee this is, this is that's preposterous. He don't like Chris. Chris he don't like Chris Paul. I mean, you won't say it openly, but if you got a three and sixty nine record with this same referee reffing, it seems like you don't like Chris Paul because it isn't just one team. This is from mm. team to team to team to team to team. So sometimes these referees don't like you. Sometimes they got an attitude with you. Sometimes they feel that they're bigger than the game. You know, sometimes they make calls, you know, they get excited. I sat there at a courtside game. I believe Phoenix was playing. And um, I forget who he's playing. And more of the story is I'm standing right by the ref. This guy's living in three seconds, living in three seconds. So I'm sitting courtside. I tell the ref, yo, bro, that's like 100 seconds. When you going to call three seconds? He looked back at me as a fan and said, when I feel like it. I call three seconds when I feel like calling three seconds. This ain't the time. This ain't the time. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? This ain't the time, man. This is a it's an NBA playoff game. This is exactly the time. Sometimes the referees to me be thinking that they're bigger than what they are. They think that they control the game. You get there sometimes and then they, same thing is almost like the injury murder. It's like you sit there and tech a nigga up and throw him out the game in the middle of the third quarter, knowing he's the superstar on the team and these people came to see him. Now, if they getting out of line and getting going crazy, I dig it. But the other day, the dude called the ref. I, 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 I got all this shit. I put it, should have put it in my notes. Dude from Chicago throws the ball to the referee after he called a foul on him. The ref calls a tech on him because he says he don't like the way that the player handed him the ball. I'm like, yo, my nigga, what are you doing? He, he, I looked at the video. He, he, he may hand it to you with an arrogant face, but you can't expect a nigga to make faces. Sports get emotional, and sometimes people have their feelings in it. So at the end of the day, I'm not against Anthony Edwards saying what he has to say, but this isn't nothing new. They've been finding coaches and players for years. Luckily, Anthony Edwards has a – you got to think about this. If you know what you're going to get fined or something around that, and Anthony Edwards can afford it, how mad you got to be to say, yo, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to take the $40,000 fine because they out of they out of control. $40,000 to the average person is a lot of money just to say some slick shit about somebody. So you got to think about how mad you are for him to even know he's going to get that fine and do it anyway. And just to answer who you're talking about, you're talking about Scott Foster because Chris Paul is 0-6 in playoff games refereed by him. So for people Yeah, the regular yeah. season probably crazy. That's what I'm saying. Scott Forster got some wild beef with Chris Paul, which is super unfair. I wouldn't yeah. Chris Paul don't understand it. Right. So it is what it is. 
is what it is. Okay. Since being traded to the Heat, Terry Rozier said, in Charlotte, you're kind of used to losing. It's kind of the DNA. It sucks to say that because of how much of a competitor I am. Over here, it's the total opposite. So what do you think about him disclosing that? And then does this change how you view certain teams to know that that's in the DNA, like the culture of the team? That's the culture of the team? That's that's a pretty bold statement. I mean, there's a lot of losing in Charlotte, period, right? You got Charlotte losing as the Bobcats. That's the name of the team, right? Bobcats. The Hornets. The Hornets. They back the Hornets. <laughs> that, that, that lets you know how much they've been losing. I, I don't remember like them switching Bobcats? it from the Bobcats. The Hornets? <laughs> <laughs> nah, because you know... No, they had a haunted jersey on, but you know how sometimes they play and they show the throwback jerseys or something like that. I figured it was a throwback jersey. But to make a long story short, Charlotte has been a losing culture for a long time. I, I really would like to see them turn that around. Um, definitely by getting Rozier out of there, put them a step closer because they got more room to do some things. I think they got to get um the other guy out there. Um, Hayward or something like that. Gordon they got they got to get Gordon out of there, and and then they should be on their way. You know they got to build that team around Lamelo because Lamelo is super special. If you know anything about basketball, he's super special. I could be a GM, and and turn that team around because the the people the pieces they pick are always the wrong pieces, and and maybe that's. Michael Jordan used to do that because he got the ties with North Carolina, so he would always bring people who was great college players that end up being horrible NBA players. But that's another story. I just like to tell the truth, even though I love Michael Jordan. What do you think, Keller? Um, shit, the niggas been losing for years. Michael Jordan just sold his stake in the, in, in the Hornets and yeah. said, "Fuck this shit." I ain't got time for this shit. I'm sick of it. And, <laughs> <laughs> he know, kept Mike doing favors. He kept bringing all them yeah. niggas from North Carolina over there. That's why they was losing. Yeah, he had Patrick Ewing uh, coaching or assistant coaching at one time. I mean, it can't be no friendships when you run the organization. And I don't think that it was all friendship. I'm thinking that somehow they're saying, okay, these are brilliant basketball minds. They know. But what you got to realize is this. Because you have a brilliant basketball mind on the court, doesn't always mean you can coach. It doesn't always mean you be a GM. It doesn't always mean you're going to be a great owner. Uh, to me, Michael Jordan, the best player ever uh, that I've seen play basketball, is a terrible owner. And I don't mean yeah. that as fans or anything else. I'm talking about hiring the right people to get the right people. And it's been years since he couldn't get it right. It was a point to even when he was at the Wizards and he couldn't get it right. So he said, you know what? I'm going to suit up. What kind of shit is that? And we was happy <laughs> to see him suit up because it was Mike Jordan. But how you be like, you know what? Fuck that. Throw me a jersey. I know I'm ownership. But, or GM, I'm GM about to be ownership. Just throw me a jersey. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> that, that, you know, I really believe Mike said that at a point in time. With the Hornets, and they're like, Mike, you got to chill, bro. Come on, you 47. Nah, these niggas can't fuck with me. Mike, you got to get into this ownership role. You bugging. Yeah. But Mike's that much of a competitor. As far as what Tubby Rozier said, that means a lot. Because what you have to realize is this. I'm never going to um, say that somebody's not out there working as hard as they could work. And definitely not Tubby Rozier. Every time I yeah. see him play... It looks like he's at 100%. But um, you have to realize it means more that you know you have a possible light at the end of the tunnel. You mm -hmm. know playing in Charlotte, if you're playing for the Hornets, we're not going to the playoffs. If we end up luckily making to the playoffs, we're not going towards the first round. Let me just get out here and do my job as best I can, even though there's no silver lining at the end of the rainbow. When you get traded to the Heat, all that passion comes out because you're like, yo, we have a great chance of getting to the, at least the Eastern Conference Final, if not championship. You know, Jimmy Butler, uh, and that's a real thing for me. Mm -hmm. Playoff Jimmy Butler is a real thing to me. 
I'm not saying he don't get busy in the regular season, but when the playoffs come, that man turns it up. He gets being involved. Uh, you know, we got Triple J now over there. Jimmy Butler knows how to wheel his team to victory in the playoffs to where you beat the Boston Celtics with these half a billion dollar players for them to get to the championship. So I can't put nothing behind Miami Heat culture, especially with Pat Riley at the head of it. But that's a great point that Roger made. The culture may just not be right in Charlotte as far as basketball is concerned. And that's scary. Yeah, you got to bring people in that know what it takes to win. And sometimes when you're playing with players that you know this is not how you do it if you want to win, you just know we're going out there to lose. So you just get your numbers. Yeah, absolutely. You got to think about this. Think about Terry Rozier. He's in a great position now. Think about how much Bradley Bill had to just go out there and do whatever he could, putting up 30, 40 every night, knowing it's not going nowhere. Now you're with the Suns and you have a better opportunity. That should elevate your play. That should put your mind state in a better place to be like, yo, we have an opportunity to do something as opposed to let me just go get 30 tonight, but we ain't going to do nothing after that. So congrats to the people that are in a better position, like Rozier, like Bradley Bill, anybody else that I'm not um, mentioning right now, because I'm mentioning them two because those two gave their all when they was on shitty teams. Yeah. So I want to give them their props. So when he explains, you know, they were kind of used to losing, it was in their DNA. Are there any teams that specifically come to mind that you feel like are in that hole of like just always used to losing and you feel like they aren't really making any sort of progression? Cam just said it. Um, The the Washington um, Wizards. The Wizards, yeah. And you agree with yeah. Wizards? Yeah. The Washington Wizards. And the, Go ahead. The Utah Jazz. Utah the Jazz. Utah Jazz. Hmm. And it didn't used to be that way, but they definitely since then has gotten that way. Yeah. Who else is like that? Portland? Portland will be added I to think, that. I think Portland, I ain't going to say that about Portland because Damian Lillard willed them to some playoff and CJ McCullough willed them to some playoff wins, actually. We talking about right now, round. though. Right now. Yeah. No, absolutely, but they rebuild and you see they got rid of CJ and then they let Damian go to start rebuilding. So I'm not going to put that on Portland as culture, but we, <laughs> we're talking about culture. I'm talking, we're talking about right now, they're not winning right now. Detroit, but yeah, you're right, you're right, because they got Chauncey there. Mm-hmm. Chauncey is trying to revamp yeah. that culture. But but just because right. a good coach is there doesn't mean the coach is not bad because you got Monty Williams in Detroit and the culture is horrible. Okay, good points. So the NBA is doing things a little bit different with their draft night. They've officially expanded the draft into a two-night event in New York. The NBA and teams are hopeful this will give teams more time to make trades and plan out strategies for the second night. So the first night will be the first round, and the second night will be second-round picks. Do you think it's a good idea to split the draft into two days? That's more anxiety right there. (laughs) That's, That's way more anxiety. They think you didn't get picked the first night and you're going back the second night to see if you get picked. And what about my tickets? Who's going to pay for the second night? That's a good, that's a great question. Who's paying for the second night? Like, let's say I got a ticket. I go to see the draft. I see the first round. And then the second night is the second round. Who's showing up for the second round? Or maybe it might be loaded with people who are underdogs and people that are um that are on their way up. You know how when you know you're getting picked second round, you don't go to the draft. Mm-hmm. So there's maybe a way. It might be a genius. Me personally, I think it's stupid. I think they're trying to keep up with the NFL because the NFL has so many players that they have to draft that it turns into not just two days, three, four days sometime. It isn't all on ESPN, but you start going to ESPN 2, 3, 4, or whatever channels they got. ESPN News should be going on for three, four days. Um, as far as the NBA is concerned, it's a lot of diamonds in the rough that come from the second round. And, you know, we, we got Draymond Green just comes to um, mind 
off the top of my head. There's a lot of diamonds in the yeah. rough that come from the second round. But we're in an era right now that the second round, to me, unless you're not family or friends or close to the situation, we're not going to know exactly who you people are unless you're cool with them. All the superstars are going in the first round, and we're at a level right now to where um, college players, I'm more familiar, me personally, with female college players than I am with male college players at the moment because the great players don't stay two and three and four years like they used to. You know, that used to be a thing in the 90s where you stay four years. And I'm not knocking them. Get your money, yeah. young man. Go get your money. I'm not knocking it at all. But if you're not like a Zion or you're not like a LaMelo Ball or you're not like a, you know, you can't even use John Morant because he wasn't known coming out of high school. You know, he didn't really get noticed a lot until going into his second year. But if you're not somebody of that caliber, after pick 2021, you're going to be like, who the fuck is this nigga? Or already good, let me go Google the nigga and look at some highlights or whatever. But going off just pure name, it's not going to matter because we're not going to know after 20th pick exactly who anybody is because we're not keeping up with it like we used to keep up with it. Me personally, anyway, now you have college aficionados who do this for a living, who stay on top of everything, high school, college, basketball, and football related. This is what they do. For the casual fan, like myself, when it comes to college basketball, after 20, I probably won't know. I, you can't get familiar with them in one year if they're just a decent player. You have to be an exceptional player to get familiar with somebody in one year. And there's so much content out and when I say content, not just sports, so many different things to watch that why would you sit there and try to study somebody who's only going to come on two, three times a year on ESPN? We talked about the other day uh, when South Carolina played LSU. That was most viewed um, basketball game of the night. And I say basketball game of the night because it was NBA games on that night. We was more intrigued on what was going on with LSU and South Carolina, the females game. So dragging it to two nights, Adam Silva, I see what you're trying to do. I see you trying to make it into a spectacle and a great event. And maybe that may be a way for us to learn some of these players that we may not know. But after 20, the casual fan going to be like, who this nigga? And I'm not saying that because, listen, think about it. I think it was still in the first round and definitely in the first round. But I remember... Phil Jackson being with the Knicks and him drafting Porzingis. And nigga was like, what the fuck going on? Who is it? What the, yo, what the fuck Phil doing? Who is this nigga? You could have got so-and-so, so-and-so. But Porzingis ended up being a diamond in the rough. He's not a superstar, but he's a very good player and his name is ringing bells. It ain't like when you say Porzingis, you don't know who he is. So maybe this will give a chance for us to learn some players better. But as far as dragging out two nights, it's not the NFL. Okay, we're going to go to break. And when we return, we will discuss Tony Snell's mission. She called this thing about toxic. Four years and counting. Got you feeling like an option. Maybe I'm my own problem, babe. She's tired of hearing, I don't know. My stubborn in me won't fall. Oh, oh. Dealing with this thing called trust But she really thinking about She wanna be free Welcome back. Let's get into our underdog fantasy picks of the day. Tonight, the Lakers will play the Celtics. Jason Tatum is at 27 and a half points. Do you have him higher or lower, Mace? Higher. Let's go. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with High. This is showtime. Braun ain't been playing with niggas. It's Braun versus Tatum. Step yeah, up. he better go crazy. Okay. LeBron James is at four and a half first quarter points. Do you have him higher or lower cam? Higher. LeBron many, knows what's up. Many points? Four and a half first quarter points. Of course he's gonna have higher than that. Okay. Anthony Davis is at 40 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Do you have him higher or lower, Mace? <laughs> AD, I'm going to stand with you. Pause. Lower. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> okay, Cam. What's the exact number again? 40 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. You ain't got that nigga having 30 and 10. Come on, killer. Mike got to step on. He's been playing. I think Davis, believe it or not, been playing decent. He's been playing all right. 30 and Just 10. About, I'm thinking about inside pause. You know, pause. They can not really be inside like that. I'm thinking about who's going to be inside. They can fuck with him. I'm going to go higher with Anthony. I'm going to go higher. Okay. If you don't get hurt. Hey. I'm going to stand with him. He is. Download the Underdog Fantasy app. Nobody. <laughs> he said, I didn't say that. <laughs> Download the yeah. Underdog Fantasy app and you can make your picks too. Okay, so Tony Snell is on a mission to join a team's active roster by this Friday and be signed for the rest of the season or he won't be able to get the Players Association's retiree benefits for players entering their 10th year of service. He specifically wants the premium medical plan. And he wants the benefits to support his family. Do you think the mission can be completed? If 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 um if Giannis can give up one of his brother's spots, this will be greatly appreciated. This is for a cause. They or maybe a team could just that's what I would say. It's about helping family. That's why you my brother, because I was just about to say Giannis brother, Ben Simmons, a bunch of you niggas who ain't wasting roster spots. <laughs> I'm going to give Giannis brother the roster spot before Ben Simmons. You know why? Because at least he really want to play. <laughs> it, ain't like, you know, it ain't like he ain't trying. <laughs> that nigga definitely be trying. <laughs> Looking crazy, but he be trying. Back to Tony Snell. Listen, man. Or, um, or or Ben Simmons, since you're out and since you're going through something, this is could be a win-win for everybody. We don't how about we give up nobody's spot and Ben Simmons just pay for all of it? I mean, he's had enough games off and 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 he seemed to care about people's health and, and things of that nature. And if you want people to care about your health, then you should care about other people's health, right? That would be great. So how about we just sign Ben Simmons up to pay for all of it? That'd be cool for this year, but what he's trying to do is get lifetime insurance. He has two sons with autism. Um, I was I, I read about this and um, did some research on it. He has two sons with autism. He's a player, mm-hmm. or not even a player, he's a grown man that didn't realize so maybe four, five, six years ago that he had a form of autism, mm-hmm. that he was always to himself and that he wasn't he wasn't fitting in the crowd. Even when he met his wife, she couldn't figure out why an NBA player was in the corner not talking to anybody. And he needs the insurance to help raise these two kids that he has with autism. So he wants to get this 10-year done because he wants to make sure his family is medically eligible to be taken care of moving forward. So I know we wait, wait, killer. All jokes aside, being by yourself mean you got autism? No, well, well, you know, I'm I got about to say I might have autism. No, I'm saying I got somebody close to me uh, with this same scenario. So it's called Asperger's. And when you have Asperger's, you tend to be by yourself. You don't want to be around nobody. Uh, you're almost, what I would say is like, when you take information in, it's like a form of computer. Like, they'll be like, yeah, I'll meet you at, at 12, 12, 14. Not 12, 15, not 12, 20. They're very precise and accurate when it comes to everything like that. And they feel like they don't fit in. But they don't feel like they don't fit in because they're crazy. They look at you like, y'all niggas is weird. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I know somebody close to me. Oh, Joseph size, I may have that. I may have that. I'm going to yeah. go get tested yeah. for that. So, yeah. So, um, so when it comes to Tony Snell, 
I understand where he's coming from, and you got to realize he was a guy. He got he, he got a seven uh, foot six wingspan. He's known for the three three ball. He plays good D. He's a two way player. He's been playing his ass off in the G League. Um, he got the Boston, pardon me, the Portland wasn't getting any playing time. And then when he got to playoffs, he wasn't getting any playing time at all. He was getting decent playing time, maybe 15, 16 minutes during the regular season, but wasn't getting any playoff time. Since then, he's been working his ass off in the G League just to hopefully get one more year under his belt. So I'm rooting for him. Uh, I hope it works out. And like I said, we was playing in the beginning, like giving our roster spots, but dead ass, nigga. Like, y'all niggas is good. Like, you know, Mace didn't fully understand the situation, I believe, when he was saying Ben Simmons paid for it. I don't think he was joking. But this is some shit that needs to be a lifetime. This ain't something you could pay for with one lot. You trying to yeah. make sure his family's secure moving forward. You know what I'm saying? So I wish him the best of luck, and I hope the team does pick him up. And to answer your question, I also used to work with autistic children. There's different types of autism symptoms, but like they always are usually like the most intelligent people. They just think a little bit different. But yeah, answer your question. Yeah, I wasn't playing. I was uh, when I heard the symptoms, I said that that sounds like me a little bit. Never know. It is a diagnosis, so you can go test for that. Okay, so moving along, the highest selling NBA jerseys currently are number one, Steph Curry, Jason Tatum, LeBron James, Victor Wembanyama, then Giannis. So what do you think about the order? Are you surprised? Read the order one more time, please. Yeah. One, Steph Curry. Two, Jason Tatum. Three, LeBron James. Four, Victor Wembanyama. Wemby. Five, Giannis. Are you guys surprised by that order? Light skinned niggas is up. Top two. LeBron James. At this point, LeBron James, uh, is, to me, is always going to stay in the five, top five, ten. He, not saying he wasn't previously, but now it's more of a thing to have his jersey or more status, I should say, whatever, because you are, this particular season, you're getting the 20 year anniversary of LeBron James being in the NBA, and that's a flex. And then about six, seven years, when niggas want to throw and they throw back. Nigga, this is a 20-year anniversary joint. Nigga, fuck is you talking about? Crazy. And then as far as uh, the Greek Freak, yeah, Greek Freak got a lot of supporters outside the country as well as in America. So I'm not mad at the order. I'm not shocked by it. Steph Curry is one of them players that uh, we as analysts always talk about He's more relatable than LeBron James because of his height, because he's not jumping around dunking uh, like on some of these new point guards like a Russell Westbrook or John Morant. He's more relatable. Not only that, he changed the game. So where smaller players think that they have an opportunity to get to the NBA. You know, you got LeBron James, who's 6'9", uh, 260 pounds. Jason Tatum, 6'8". Giannis is 6'11". Um, Steph Curry's more relatable to the average height guy and gives them a chance. So not only that, he's a very likable guy. He has a great family, seems clean cut, no scandals, no bullshit ever, comes to work, does his job. I think it's well-deserved. Yeah, I agree with everything um, Cam said about that. The only only thing I'm surprised is that um, basically that Embiid is not in that list because uh, just five, the color... Yeah. The color, the colorways, you know, the red, white, and blue. Yeah. But I, I, all of this makes sense to me. I thought Wimby would have been been higher, but he's not playing at the level that that jersey would be higher. If he was playing better, that jersey would be number two. Okay. Um. Okay. And then on his podcast, the goat, Paul George was asked who the most famous person was on his phone. And he name dropped Mace. So one, your reaction to that. And then two, I was just curious, who do you guys feel like is the most famous person on your phone? Oh, man. (laughs) That was that was cool. Um, Who's the most famous person in your phone? Girls or or, or guys? Shoot. 
any any. You could do one girl, one guy, but like or no, just a guy. guy. See, <laughs> if I was gonna flex, I would say, but you know, I might have the old number. I don't know. I haven't called it. <laughs> go ahead and get your phone tapped tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> get your phone tap tomorrow playing games, nigga. <laughs> I'm just playing. Oh, God. Disclaimer, disclaimer, never mind. All of a sudden, that's how you troll, man. That's how allegedly, you troll. Allegedly. Yo, that's how you that's how you get everybody up raw. People made you speak the No, I don't speak the it would get you mad. Um, who, who do I have? Um, <laughs> <laughs> bruh. Literally, bruh. I knew, I knew it would get you mad. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Who the, who the well, most? Go ahead, killer. <laughs> no, I was going to say that. I ain't name dropping. Because, uh... <laughs> I just ain't gonna name dropping. Name dropping, you know, you know what name dropping lead to. We ain't even put that in the equation. Yeah, hustling. <laughs> yeah. Talking talking. And backstabbing. <laughs> backstabbing. We ain't even throw name dropping. That's where it started. at. <laughs> the most famous person I but, have in my phone is Duke the God. I'm, I already know. I know who's the most famous person in both y'all phones. I've seen it. <laughs> Stat phone and nation. This is why I plead the, the most. Fa- <laughs> my, the, the most famous person in both y'all phones is me. I'm telling y'all that right now. <laughs> and after this, next year. Don't I know y'all my niggas both of y'all, but don't be like I call killer right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, I call killer right now. Y'all acting crazy. I call I don't fucking mean killer. I call killer right now. Y'all acting crazy. Yo, what up, man? Niggas acting crazy like he's, he's yeah. Crazy. I'm telling you, just say, yeah. I'm make them telling you next year time. Top 50 most popular <laughs> niggas in America. The most famous nigga in both y'all phones. Uh, yep, and that's, that is that. Okay, y'all. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for watching. And as always, it is what it is. Niggas. Uh, 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 like when they doing them two for five.